welcome back. I'm Diana, the PKD Dietitian. This is episode 21 and the third and final in your Ketogenic Therapy and PKD series. Today, I'm going to get into five of the biggest mistakes that I see around ketogenic therapy in the PKD community. But I am not stopping there. You will also get my tips on how to avoid these mistakes and sometimes a simple solution. Let's dig in. Mistake number one is starting keto without support or a plan. If you have listened to episode 20, the second in this series, you know just how important a plan and support are to success and safety with keto for PKD and the kidneys. Seriously, folks, when doing any form of medical therapy, which includes diet, get help, specifically professional help. If you haven't listened to part two, make sure that you do. I walk you through a great overview of what planning for and starting keto looks like safely. I've linked out the first two episodes in this series in the show notes for you. Mistake number two is cutting carbs way too low. Yes, it is true that with keto, you reduce carbohydrate intake in order to transition into ketosis. However, lower isn't better. Over-restricting your carb sources greatly limits the variety of food and the nutrients you get. In over-restricting, you essentially take away most fruits and vegetables. It is all about balance. That balance is a net carb goal that is low enough to get you into ketosis, but high enough to allow for nutrient-dense and delicious eating. Remember, Carb goals should be tailored specifically to you and to your needs. Ketogenic therapy is not all about what you take away, though. What is also important for kidney health is about what you include. So don't play that game. How low can you go? You can avoid this mistake by getting help setting up your macro goals. Even if it is just one session with a professional, who understands keto and the kidneys. This will absolutely give you a great and safe place to start. Reach out to me if you need help finding a provider or want my help. I often find that I am putting food back on clients' plates. I am opening up their net carb goals and really increasing their good food choice options. Mistake number three is cutting your carbs, but not upping your fat intake. I cannot tell you how many times I have run into this. Remember, ketogenic diet therapy in the simplest terms is having a lower carb intake, transitioning into ketosis, and a switch to running off fat as your main source of energy. Let me ask you this. So what do you think it feels like if you lower your carbs, but don't increase your healthy fat? I can tell you what it feels like. It feels terrible. Common comments I hear from folks are they feel tired. They have no energy. They're sluggish. They're depleted. They're hungry. If you are following a lower carb diet, but have not increased your fat, that primary energy source, you will not feel good. 
I see this happen all the time. It is a big cause of quote unquote failing on ketogenic therapy. I get it though. Fat has been villainized in our society with long held beliefs like eating fat will make you fat or that dietary fat is to blame for all heart disease, among other things. Not true, of course. It helps to mentally check in around what your views are of fat, if you have a fat fear, or any potential barriers to your intake. I find there is often a mental shift that needs to happen. A look at dietary fat from a positive perspective. And sometimes that requires further education on lipids and cholesterol and types of fat. Well, you get the idea. A simple solution for you is to look at every meal and ask yourself, what is my healthy fat source? You can also track it in programs like Chronometer to see what your intake is like until you get the hang of it. You can learn a lot by looking at your trends and your actual intake. I love doing this with clients and digging into up-leveling their intake based on what is going on in real time, super targeted therapy. We actually start by looking at good fat sources they can easily incorporate in a delicious and nutritious way every time they eat. You will be surprised at how quickly it adds up. A side note here, don't rely heavily on MCT oil to up your fat. It's okay as an addition. Some people need it, especially super active folks, but don't use it as your go-to or as a crutch. Get your fat from food. A heck of a lot more benefits come with that food. Mistake number four is heavy use of processed and packaged keto, and I have this in parentheses, keto foods. Real food matters. Whole food matters because it comes with a mix and a matrix of benefits like vitamins and minerals and antioxidants and fiber. I consider all of these things perks for PKD, the stuff you want more of. Ketogenic therapy that is based on manufactured items, yes, will get you into ketosis, but has little to no other benefit. It's like trading a standard American diet, a sad diet, for a ketogenic standard American diet and using what I call crappy carbs. So it really is a sad keto. Now let's get real. Using some pre-prepared and convenient food items are often a reality in our day-to-day life and are 100% okay. I like to go over products with clients, ones that they are interested in or ones that they think could make their life easier or they would like. We walk through looking over them to see if they are a good choice and why and how they fit in. But don't use these items as the foundation of your diet. It's the occasional option and it is a choice. Focus on real food first and be intentional about what you add that is processed or convenient. Your quality of life is absolutely important. And looking at your time choices, sometimes convenience items are important too. And having stuff that is available that you know works and you enjoy is important. Sometimes it takes a little bit of work. So work through what will help you in a pinch, what fits into your nutrition bill, and know your go-tos or at least what to look for on a package. 
Sometimes that looks like pre-chopped veggies, fresh or frozen. I love those. Sometimes it's a pre-made dressing or even a bar or a bag of something. The fifth mistake and the biggest one I run to is having protein in excess. Animal protein is low carb, very low carb, which makes it super easy to use as a go-to with ketogenic diets. This is the number one mistake I see with kidney-friendly ketogenic therapy. Folks following what I like to call amido keto, where meat is the foundation of their intake. Try Googling keto recipes and what will come up is pretty much meat-based ideas. It's easy to fall into this pattern, but you don't want to. High protein intake is not beneficial or safe for PKD or the kidneys. It increases the workload on your kidneys and it promotes an imbalance in your body that is known to be associated with larger kidney volume, that total kidney volume, and faster progression. It creates more work, higher stress, and more waste. I could do a whole episode on protein and PKD in the kidneys, and I might one day. Now hear me, I am not saying you can't have any meat. It's all about your individual needs, what level is good for your kidney function, among other things, and your best options for the type of protein and how much. To ensure you have the right balance of protein, I recommend setting up your macro goals with the help of a professional. After that, look at how much you're actually consuming. I have clients who do this all the time. We look at how much are you actually eating? 99.9% of them are dramatically underestimating their intake. So they're eating way more than they thought. They are consuming much more protein. It is really eye-opening for them. After you have a good goal and you look at how much you're actually consuming, then get to work on what the best protein options are for you. And this really is a balance of what you like and your best options. It's important that you actually like what you're eating. Otherwise, there is no way you will succeed long-term. You gotta like your food. I walk through an overview of how to set up your macros in episode 20 if you want a refresher. Always figure out your protein needs first and what a good daily range is for you. And then go into your other macronutrients, your carbs and your fat. Surprise number six, the sixth mistake that I generally see in the PKD community with keto. And this one is carb cutting and ketone chasing. Let me explain a little bit. When you first start ketogenic therapy, ketone levels tend to run a bit higher. So you hit those higher goal ranges. At this time, your body is working to become efficient with the supply and demand for those ketones, those energy nuggets. I see folks getting attached to those higher ketone readings as a sign of quote unquote success. After following ketogenic therapy for a bit of time, say six to eight weeks, your body is a well-trained keto energy making machine and is running in ketosis as its go-to. You will often hear this referred to as being fat adapted. 
when you are fat adapted, your ketone levels do trend down and then usually level out. Too many people see this happen with their numbers and view it as a bad thing. To try to hit those higher numbers they used to be getting, they start carb cutting and higher ketone chasing. This is no good. In doing this, variety is removed, good nutrition is removed, and there is zero benefit. In fact, I see this carb cutting and ketone chasing consistently leading to undernourishment, which is just as bad for your kidneys as overnourishment is. When working with clients in my 90-day ketogenic therapy for PKD program, I like to talk about this transition ahead of time so that they know that it is coming and to even view that dip and leveling off in ketones as a success point in their program. We also focus on how it feels during this time to check in with the body, the benefits they are experiencing, like perhaps better sleep or sustained energy during the day, maybe reduced pain to name a few that clients actually experience. It is good to not 100% rely on numbers. There you have it. My top mistakes, five of them, plus your bonus that I see around PKD and ketogenic therapy. In summary, first mistake is starting without a plan or support. Second mistake is cutting carbs too low. Third, not increasing intake of healthy fat. Fourth is relying too heavily on keto products. Fifth is protein in excess following a Mito keto pattern. And then your bonus mistake is carb cutting and ketone chasing. If you are following and living a ketogenic lifestyle, let me know if any of these mistakes resonate with you. If you are considering keto, I hope you found this series super valuable. Please do reach out to me if you would like more information on working together or starting my ketogenic therapy for PKD program. You will get expert support and guidance from start to keto adapted and individualized ketogenic therapy for you. Until next time, I'm Diana, the PKD dietitian, and I wish you health and happy eating. Thank you.